a story with me Love who you want to be, who you are Learn these lessons and we'll go far It's story time Story time Story time with Mama G Hello everybody It is story time with Mama G The podcast And I am Mama G Thank you ever so much for joining me How have you all been this week? Be honest with me If you are in the UK Have you been melting? Are your faces dripping off of your skulls? My goodness, it has been so hot. But we mustn't complain, must we? Because that's a terrible cliché about the British and we don't want to be terribly clichéd. We're independent thinkers. So I have been very grateful that the weather has shown me that it can be good. But I have also been very grateful that it is currently raining. Not that it is helping, I am still sweating buckets, but I'm trying to be optimistic, which is my eternal quest. Oh, what a rousing speech that wasn't. Quite unexpected, even if I do say so myself. Now, I'm just wiping my brow because it is sweating. I've done two story times today. I've been doing two shows a day, darlings. This week, it's been quite the effort, but quite the reward as well. Oh gosh, I am feeling optimistic, aren't I? What a lovely start to this episode. Now, I do have a rather fun story for you today. It is from my first book, Storytime with Mamma G. And I will tell you, dear listener, that I am running out of stories. But never fear. Because that only gets my creative juices flowing more and makes me want to write more. Tell me, tell me more. Bit of Britney Spears there for you. That was unexpected. Um, I do have ideas for stories, of course, but it's just having the time to write them. I'd forgotten in lockdown what it was like to be working regularly. And this week I've done two shows a day, as I said, and it's... Then you have to edit the show sometimes if you're doing pre-records and and there's all the invoices. Blimey, I tried to sign up so that Croydon Libraries could pay me. I think I'm going to invoice them for another hour of my time because it took ages to sign up to this blooming... Oh, I don't even know what it is, this thing they've got. That's actually quite a good idea. I might email them and see if I can invoice them for another hour of my time. Yes. Yes, I think I might do that. But not before I have told you this story, which is one of the few remaining stories from my books that I have not told out loud. It is a rather fun story. It's based on a true story. And I may do some dodgy accents or I may just not attempt them. I'm not sure. Let's find out, shall we? This story is called Pass the Pasty. Or... Pass the pasty. Ah, sounds better that way, doesn't it? I am 
a pasty. Not a pastry, a pasty. In fact, I am a Cornish pasty, and therefore pasties do not come any better than me. I look amazing. I smell incredible. I am legend. Actually, <laughs> I am pasty. So, you can imagine my surprise when I was kicking back on a baking tray with me other pasty peeps when I heard on the radio that there's this woman in Scotland what's never had a bloomin' pasty. I don't mean like not tried a Cornish pasty. She has never had a single pasty past her lips in her actual whole entire life. If you can even call it a life. I don't know how some people live. I really don't. Well, I'm not a normal pasty, see, as you can probably tell by the conversation we're having. And if you think this is normal for a pasty to be talking to you, you know, I think you should go and speak to someone about it. And not a pasty this time. A person. Speak to a person. Please. Anyway, I thought, there and then, I thought, I've got to sort this out. This woman has got to try a pasty. And that's not a normal thing to do. Most pasties would just sit there. Well, I said, fellas, you've got to get me off this baking tray. i got to get to Scotland. They said, you can't. I said, I've got to. There's a woman in this world not had a pasty. The next thing I did was I called the radio. Now stop it. Stop thinking right now that a pasty could never use a telephone and call the radio station. Because I can tell you that if you're going to come into this with that attitude, then the rest of the story is going to be a very hard to stomach. And us pasties are not in the business of being hard to stomach. And besides, when you've got a passion for something, you can achieve anything. That's what my dear old mother told me. And she fed the royals. <laughs> Hashtag so proud. Now then, the radio did take a little bit of persuading. But eventually, I was put through to this human called Greg James. And I said, all you got to do, my darling, is make sure that there are people in this beautiful country of ours that can get me from Padstow here in Cornwall to Newmacker up there in Scotland. In one piece. It's imperative that I am in one piece. People eat with their eyes, see? And I need this lady to see me in my full perfection. So, this Greg, he asks the people listening to his show, and they say, of course we'll help. And before you know it, hashtag pass the pasty is trending on this thing called Twitter, and I'm a sensation in my own mealtime. I mean... I always knew I was different to the rest of them. But I thought it was just the whole wheat flour. How wrong was I? First thing, I was going to get a ferry. But first thing before that, I had to get out the bakery. Now, it always gets very hot in this kitchen because, well, we pasties are hot stuff. So, I happened to be next to an open window. I said, lads, I've 
Got to get out through that there hole in the wall. So old Pete, he was the first one to be made. Old Pete shuffled himself off the tray and tucked himself under it so the whole thing sloped. And well, I slipped right off and straight out the window. Big Barry had to stop the others doing the same. We called him Big on account of his size, see? He was one of those extra-large pasties, so I knew he got this. And he did. Good lad, that Barry. So I'm out the window, and I land on an ant's nest. But rather than let them get cross with me, I had a calming word. And they carried me all the way to the ferry, where this big human fella picked me up and put me in a box. And I set sail, the first pasty to captain a ferry. That last bit's a joke. <laughs> I'm not the first. But where was I going? Well, as it happens, Devon. And this is where I found out that folk from Devon sound just like folk from Cornwall. But they do not like it if you tell them that. And anyway, also, as well, they do not like it if you tell them how to do their cream teas. But who am I to get involved with all that nonsense? I'm just a Cornish pasty. Who knows that if you put the cream on the scone before the jam, then you're an absolute heathen who should be sent to a correctional facility. Oh dear. I mean, people get right chewed up about some things, don't they? And thank that great baker in the sky. They didn't chew me up about it. Besides, I was in a box. I was totally safe. But have you ever been in a box that's balanced on the back of a pedal bike? I can tell you off of my first-hand experience that it is terrifying. I thought I was going to be a goner on the A38. You see, what happened was I got off the ferry and was handed to this fellow wearing lycra. I thought, hello, he's got enough meat and veg for the two of us. Turns out, he was a cyclist on the tour of Britain, and he cycled me all the way to Bristol. When I got there, it turned out that the folk from there sounded a little bit like the folk from Cornwall and Devon, except they have this thing called a babba. I never worked out what that was. I assume they're all just big fans of that cartoon elephant off of the 1990s. <laughs> like a lot of people, I didn't hang around in Bristol for long. I got put in a car and I made my way to the Midlands. That's the middle of the country, so I was making good progress. I almost wasn't, though. I must have been making the driver feel hungry, so she got out to get some food and left me to look after the keys. Wait, that doesn't make sense. She left a pasty to look after her keys. Well, she realised too late. I saw her turn back in panic. I saw her try the car door. It was locked, my darlings. Had she just ruined everything? And oh, my great baker in the sky, it was hot in there. I swear I started to cook, but nobody panic. I was saved. I'd say my bacon was saved, but I, I don't have any bacon in me. And the good news is, I was still as uncooked as the day I was born. Oh, and she cried. Oh, oh, it broke my little crust, it did. But I had to tell her. I said, darling, don't be crying over me. This pastry is perfectly seasoned. It does not need any more salt. And you know what? 
From that moment, I thought, you know what, Pasty? Not every Pasty is as lucky as you are to get to see the world. It's time you had some adventures. You only live once. YOLO, or in my case, POLO. Pasties only live once. And adventures I had, my darlings. I went to Tamworth, and no, Tamworth was not the adventure, despite what you may think. I went down a ski slope, hands-free, which is quite easy for a pasty to do, actually. I went on a roller coaster. Now, that was scary. I swear the mince and onions nearly shot right out of me. And I went to Burnley Football Club's ground and almost got served at half-time. Well, I had to get out of there as fast as I could. And do you know, a friendly vegan smuggled me out. If she couldn't eat me, no one was going to eat me. We didn't know where to go. We didn't know what to do. And then she realised. I was going to Scotland. And there's only one way to do that, according to her. By train. Not by any old train, though. Just an old one. The Flying Scotsman. The train to end all trains. Oh. Oh, it was beautiful. Oh, you should have seen it. All red velvet. A luxurious trolley service. I could have stayed on there for days. There was just one tiny problem. It was not going to Scotland. Stupid name for a train then, isn't it? Scotsman. But I got this far, and I wasn't going to let a tiny problem like that get in my way. Usually the biggest problem we passed his face is too much potato, not enough meat. But this... This was different. Oh, oh, this was living. I felt like the James Bond of pasties I did. But what was I going to do? Well, I spoke to the train guard and I asked him how good his throw was and whether his aim was all right, you know. He said they weren't half bad, either of them. So we forged ahead with a plan. Turns out there's a stretch of railway that goes alongside a motorway. We both sat by the window, the train guard and me, waiting for a truck to come by and align with the train. We didn't know how long this road and rail situation was going to last, so we had to be quick. A truck turned up. The guard got him to wind his window down. We both took a deep breath and the train guard hurled me through the air towards the track. Oh, it was so liberating. The wind in my crust, the lovely countryside below, the birds looking so confused. I landed on the passenger seat of the track. The driver looked at me and said, We're two, mate. And I said, Scotland, they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom. Then we just sat there in silence for quite a few hours. It never seemed Braveheart. So I'd, um, well, I'd just made a pretty bold statement for a pasty. We crossed the border in triumph. Then we rolled back a bit so we could have our picture taken with the Welcome to Scotland sign. 
and it's there the trucker told me that this was as far as we could go together. I was so close, and yet still, so far. I've never done this in my life. Why would I have? I mean, I'm a pasty. But I had to resort to hitchhiking, my darlings. I'm not a proud pasty, me. I'm proud of being a pasty. Now that's true. Well, this car pulled up and this girl got out and she couldn't believe what she was seeing. She screamed. She was hysterical. She couldn't get her words out. I could tell. To her, I was the Tom Cruise of the pasty world. I'm small and I do all my own stunts. And she knew where I was going. She'd been following this whole thing on the radio. She knelt down next to me, looked me straight in the steam holes and said, Will you do me the honour of letting me take you to your destination? Well, how could I refuse? She picked me up so gently in her arms and put me in her car. And then we drove and drove and drove. I mean, Scotland is way bigger than you think it is. And then we arrived. Oh, you should have seen it. It was, it was quite the ceremony. We parked around the corner from where this woman's house was. We were greeted by two soldiers and a man blowing wind through a bag and out some pipes. I thought he was a professional hyperventilator, but no, he, he was a musician. And the bagpipes are a thing. <laughs> I have learnt so much. We went round the corner and there was such a big crowd. All the neighbours were out. There were cameras and microphones everywhere. And when they saw me, they all cheered. And quite rightly. For I am pasty. I got handed over to the woman that had started all of this. And amongst all the cheering and excitement, we had to wait for 27 minutes whilst I got cooked. Uh, <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello. It's Mamma G here. Now, I've got to take over the story at this point for reasons that will become um, clear. Well, they waited 27 minutes. The BBC even let Greg James keep his show on the air for longer than it should have been so his listeners could hear this lovely lady, Sarah, she was called, take her first bite of pasty. And I think she liked it as much as the rest of us do, although I did see her plate and she left quite a lot, which is not something I've ever experienced when it comes to pasties. And you see, once a pasty's been eaten, it's hard for it to carry on talking. It's almost like its job here is done. But what a job our little pasty friend did this time. He knew he was worth the effort. And so did the rest of the country. And you know what? You're worth the effort too. I just hope that you don't get eaten. That was the story, Pass the Pasty, or Pass the Pasty, 
You can't really say pass the pasty, can you? Because that just sounds ridiculous. Let's stick with pass the pasty. You see, I come from Devon. So uh, I do say those funny A's. Those ah A's, you know, like grass, path, bath. And I, I've worked very hard to say them the way the Queen would like them said, which is path and bath. But then sometimes I'm concentrating so hard on saying the words right that I say the wrong word wrong. So I'll be like, I'll be saying path, bath, and then I'll say maths. And if you say maths, you just sound like an idiot, which doesn't bode very well if you're going into a maths class. But why is it maths and not path and bath? Oh, I don't know. I tell you what, let's distract ourselves with the book of the week. Now, if you've watched some of my live story times, you might very well have seen me read the first book in this series out loud. And I, I, it's also it's on my YouTube channel. Do subscribe to my YouTube channel, darlings. Just search for at Mamaji Stories. Now, the first book in this series is called The Little Cockroach. And it is about a couple of cockroaches who go on an adventure to Italy because they are bored of their lives. So Pedro and Enrico run away and cause chaos in Italy. Well, those darling cockroaches, Pedro and Enrico, are back. But this time they are causing chaos in London. And this book is called A Right Royal Roach Trip. It's by uh, Susie Violet and uh, illustrated by Alex Patrick, who are both responsible for the first book. And I was very kindly sent a copy by Susie. And it is rather delicious and rather fun. Um, they do indeed come to London and they get involved in a crime caper, which sees them getting up to all sorts of adventures and may even involve a meeting with the Queen. Very, very exciting, isn't it? Now, um, I do love these books because they are so punchy. Do you know what I mean? Uh, the illustrations are really vibrant and they use a nice font for the words which is lovely and the stories are always fun and very funny and Pedro and Enrico and Ruby Rat who is a new character that they meet are all lovely to hang out with and go on adventures with. Now this book is hot off the press like it has only just been released. Uh, it's not even on Amazon yet. I know. So if you would like to get yourself a copy signed by the author, signed by Susie Violet herself, get yourselves to thelittlecockroach.com where you will be able to buy signed copies. Now, here's the thing. If you don't feel like buying a copy, I can always sort something out for you. Now, you see, what we can do is Susie has sent me some copies to give away to my listeners and my viewers. So if you would like a copy, I would love 
something from you in exchange. What I would like you to do is I'd like you to go to my Facebook page and leave a review of the podcast on my Facebook page. So just search for at Mama G Stories, like the page and then leave a review and make sure that you mention the podcast and that you would like a copy of the book and I will send you one. Of course, if lots and lots and lots of you go to my Facebook page and leave reviews, I only have a few books to send. So I will uh, pick some of my favourites and send them to you. I may not even pick my favourites. I might just do it completely at random. Um, so you have two ways of getting the book well ahead of lots of other people. You can leave a review on my page and uh, hopefully win one. Or you can go to thelittlecockroach.com and get a signed paperback from Susie Violet. So that is my book of the week, A Right Royal Roach Trip. Well, how about that? That was the book of the week. Uh, and do go and search it out because it is a rather wonderful book. Well, thank you so much for joining me for today's story time with Mamaji. It has been an absolute pleasure, as always. And don't forget, there are lots of opportunities to see me live and in person coming up um, this weekend and week. In fact, I will be hosting and performing at Gravesham and Medway Virtual Pride. Uh, check out their social media and their website to find out what's going on. But they've got lots of amazing acts uh, planned, including, of course, Lolly. Well, I'm there, so she'll be there. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm doing story times. I'm doing some book recommendations. I'm singing. There's clips from my show. I mean, there's really, there's really a lot of me, actually. And I'm introducing all the acts. Um, you can also catch me in Brighton on the beach on the 21st and the 28th of August. And don't just take my word for it, my darlings. The Guardian thinks it's a good idea as well. And really, um, I trust them. They're a reputable media source, unless you don't agree with what they're saying, um, which I do. And uh, what else? Oh, I'm doing Zooms. Throughout the week, I can't remember for whom or for when, but uh, keep an eye on my social media, uh, Mama G Stories on Facebook and Instagram, and all the information will pop up there. And then, is there anything else I need to tell you? No, just stay safe, stay fabulous, and I will see you all soon. Bye. It's story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far It's story time Story time Story time with mom